I have a question for you. Have you ever gotten in trouble for something that you claim you have never done or never had any recollection of doing? Another question. Have you ever had a so-called friend and an acquaintance that you hung out with from time to time say something that totally tarnishes your image? Well, recently my class listened to Serial, a podcast by Sarah Koenig that focused on the case of Adnan Syed, who was convicted for the murder of Heyman Lee in the year 2000. Adnan has been at the center of these questions after Jay Wilds, his friend at the time, issued a testimony to the police that Adnan had conspired to kill Hay and had him help bury the body. Adnan is going to be given a new trial based on the fact that Christina Gutierrez did not call on Asia McLean to give her testimony in court. Justin Brown will be representing Adnan during the new trial. Serial. One story told week by week. Sarah Koenig begins each episode with this statement, and she would be correct in saying that Serial is, in fact, a story. The story of a high school boy convicted for murdering his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee. The funny thing about Serial is that, even though it is a story, it does not end in the way we, as humans, want our stories to end. I, like so many other people, want my stories tied up in a nice bow most of the time, where everything is brought together in perfect harmony. Every question answered so that I know the truth. No guessing, just cold hard facts. Serial is not an example of the ideal story. Sure, it presents evidence that can sway our minds in one direction or another as to the truth behind Adnan's case, but it presents no definitive proof. Sarah does not end the podcast by simply saying, Oh, and by the way, Adnan for sure murdered Hay, or Adnan is innocent, no way around it. Instead, we are left with evidence that we are supposed to analyze for ourselves and make sense of. And if I'm being honest with you, I do not know if Adnan Syed is innocent or guilty. I have listened to almost every episode of Serial Season 1, and even through the 12 episodes, I could not tell you that my mind is 100% made up on Adnan's innocence. And to tell you the truth, I don't think any of us can. Sure, we can speculate, theorize about what happened, but in the end, all we are left with is speculation. Even so, for this podcast, we are going to make the case that Adnan Syed is innocent. We are going to present to you evidence that sways in Adnan's favor. Around one week ago, I had the idea to message Rabia Chaudhry on Twitter, just for fun and giggles, to see if she would respond. In my message, and I'm just paraphrasing, I asked her if there were any new updates on Adnan's case, seeing as there hadn't been any new updates for a little bit. I was getting close to going to bed, just texting and scrolling through social media, when she messaged me back. She said, and again I'm paraphrasing, that there were a lot of things that I missed if I had just listened to Serial, and then she gave me some resources to peruse. She did not give me what I wanted, but she gave me some useful things nonetheless. One of the resources was a 45-minute long podcast made by the people over at Crime Junkie Podcast. And while I listened, two pieces of evidence really stuck out to me. And one of them really throws a wrench in Jay's timeline for the day Hay went missing. The other is just more logic and speculation. I'm going to begin with the biggest piece of evidence in my opinion, that being lividity.
Now, this piece of evidence is not physical in the sense of directly tying Adnan and Jay or anyone else to the murder, but I still consider it evidence. You see, after somebody dies, the heart stops pumping. Blood. Shocker, right? And I'm no medical expert, so just please note that this is all just the gist of what occurs, but the blood is all loosey-goosey in the veins. Due to this, it wants to go in the direction where gravity is pulling. When it does this, it makes visible spots as to where the blood has been, so it is possible that you can see where the blood has sort of pooled in the body, meaning that you can tell from the blood spots if the blood body has been moved or not. But here is where this applies to Hay's case. See, Hay had full fixed lividity, meaning the blood was just fixed in one place. There were no signs that it had been moved around. Her lividity was on her chest side. The thing about full fixed lividity is that it takes a little while for it to settle in that one spot, around 8 to 10 hours. This means that she would have had to have been lying face down for at least 8 hours. Now you may have noticed this already, but if not, allow me to explain. This contradicts Jay's timeline along with the states, because Jay said that Adnan showed Jay the body of Hay soon after he murdered her. The body was in her trunk. She wasn't lying face down in the trunk, so the blood would not have been located other places on her body, not just the front side. It would have been everywhere. Not to mention that Adnan did not show Jay the body 8 to 10 hours after he killed her, according to Jay, but soon thereafter. This also goes against Jay when Jay claimed that they had buried the body. The state's timeline says that Adnan had killed Hay at around 2.30, meaning that the absolute earliest they could have buried Hay to where she would have had full fixed lividity is 10.30pm. Now there are no specific times on Jay's timeline as to when the body of Hay was buried, but in Jay's testimony at the second trial, he has himself getting home at around 11pm after going and doing several things with Jen. So it would still be sound to argue that they did not bury the body at 10.30, go run some errands, and then get home at 11pm. Jay's second interview has Adnan and Jay picking Hay's car up at the park and ride at 6.55pm, then going to bury her body after that, so it is reasonable to assume that the body was buried somewhere in between 7 and 8pm. Could it have happened differently? Sure. But it is still logical to assume that they buried the body before full fixed lividity set in. Jay's first interview does not give specific times either, and is a little bit harder to argue about when they buried the body, so that could still swing against Adnan. Jay also says in an interview which was conducted around the height of Serial's popularity that they buried the body around 12pm, but interpret that as you will. This still sheds doubt on Jay's credibility in regards to his testimony. The second piece of evidence from Crime Junkie that we see as more speculation and logic includes some small details not noticed or never mentioned in both the Serial podcast and the trials. It's Hay's car and the condition is which, in which it was found. All rusty and worn out, with dead grass all over it, and all broken down and beat up, right? Wrong. Even though the car was supposedly laying there for so long, it was instead found as very recently used. There wasn't rust on the car, or signs of it being left unused for a long time. There were also fresh green grass stains on the car's wheels. This made it seem as if it had been recently moved to where it was. This is where it gets tricky. Why was it recently moved? And who moved it? Adnan? I doubt it. It doesn't make sense. Maybe it was Jay. Jay said he knew where the car was. But he, maybe he did. But my last suggestion is the prosecution. The dirty cops. Something that Crime Junkie proposed is that the prosecution investigated, found the car, then moved it to the lot and told Jay to say 
that he knew where it was. The problem with this evidence was not only that it wasn't mentioned or used in neither the serial podcast nor the actual trials and case, but that the people who investigate this story of Adnan and the murder are much more convinced that Adnan's guilty because Jay knew where the car was. It gives you a sort of a sense of comfort that Jay might have at least said something true. Because you see that Jay said at least one thing true, you begin to believe more and more of Jay's story because you were already hooked, even though the rest seems like only lies. This is what's dangerous. This might have been a huge determining factor for his convi conviction by the jury, and not all the truth was presented, either because it wasn't known at the time or it wasn't seen as an important enough evidence. Again, this is just speculation. But it presents doubt that everything happened as the state and Jay said it did. Now, to other pieces of evidence that, as a serial listener, you should already know about. The evidence that helps Adnan out tremendously regarding his case is Asia McLean's letter and affidavit, which places Adnan at the library around the time that the state said that Hay was murdered. The fact that Asia not only saw him in the library, but also with her boyfriend at the time, was very interesting and crucial to this case. She continues to believe this to this day, and says that she saw him at the library and that they even spoke. This piece of evidence is so helpful for Adnan that it is actually what allowed him to gain a new trial. The call at Kathy's, in which Adnan's acting suspiciously, was explained by Aisha as it being her on the phone with Adnan. Although she thought it was Adnan that called her, she said that it could have been the other way around. Because the prosecution used this call to say that there was an accomplice to Adnan's murdering of Hay, and that they were the one, and they were the one to call him to see what lie they would tell the police, we know that Aisha was the one that had the call with Adnan at the time, or we can guess it, and we know that the contents of the call from Aisha had nothing to do with what the prosecution assumed it was. We don't know for sure that it was Aisha, but we can guess. The Nisha call even has an explanation. It could have been an accidental speed dial and not Adnan calling her while with Jay. We can't possibly for sure say that it was even Adnan who called her either. We know it was his phone, but Jay, and Ad but Jay had Adnan's phone half the whole time, so it could have easily helped him frame Adnan. There is also nothing that directly ties Adnan to her murder, like DNA. No physical evidence against Adnan was found at all, or at least none that was major. All the evidence used against Adnan was circumstantial evidence that could easily be put against anyone else as well. This gives huge advantage to Adnan as he has nothing physically tying to the case in the murder. Nothing at all. There's more evidence that could point to Adnan being innocent, but we're not going to go into that today. Or, there's more evidence to explore, but we're not going to go into it. The thing is... Even though these things could potentially help us in determining whether or not Adnan is innocent, that does not mean that he did not have anything to do with the crime. You know, things could have happened differently than they were described by Jay. He could have helped Jay kill her, or things could have happened on another day. We don't know for sure. The, the point is... We're still not sure as to whether or not Adnan did it. So, the question still must be asked. What actually happened to Heyman Lee?
Thank you for listening. The Foreign Alliance Podcast is by Benjamin Hall and Joshua Ramirez.